0: Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura.
1: Hello. And Greg. Hello.
0: And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? (laughs) Excellent, Rob. (laughs) Why did, uh, Greg, why did you sound like Tiny Tim? That was the caterpillar. Oh. Oh.
1: (laughs) That was the caterpillar. That was really good.
0: I feel like you should at least, you should go like get a scarf right now. Just put a little scarf on your neck.
2: Oh, I should. I don't even Mm -hmm. have that. You guys really stepped up your game tonight. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got Laura's dressed like uh, David Bowie with the earrings, and she has a like a furry uh, coat she was wearing, Um, and the heavy,
1: crazy eye makeup.
0: Yeah, and I'm just wearing my uh, two-year-old son's outlet costume, pretending to be the Firebirds from this movie. So I got the the mask on and the red and flurry shirt and all that. So.
1: It's it's very effective.
0: Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, and and Greg's just spinning his balls over there. <laughs> <laughs> He's juggling balls. I can only do two. I can't do three. Oh wow, that's what she said. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so let's let's segue from that into uh, into everybody's favorite segment here.
2: What's in the gums?
0: All right. So what's in the cups? Uh, Let's start with Laura because her cup is, it looks amazing. So what are you drinking, Laura?
1: Yes, I am drinking Hoggle's Poison Peach Cocktail. (laughs) Well, it, it was supposed to come with a Hoggle. I had a troll. It was a troll with green hair and I wanted him to look more like Hoggle. So I tried to spray paint his hair white. I got spray paint everywhere and decided I'm probably going to get spray paint in my cocktail, drink that, and die. So that was not a good idea.
2: It would be a real poison peach.
1: Yeah, it would be an actual poison peach. But uh, yeah, I'm drinking this delicious cocktail. It's got fresh peaches, peach juice, vodka. And uh, to top it off, we have this beautiful sphere ice cube. Looks like one of David Bowie's little magic balls. Yeah. Nice it's crystal ball. There you go. Crystal magic. Okay, that works. That
2: works. Uh, what do you what are you drinking, Greg? <laughs> uh mine's a little bit similar. It's called the Goblin King Cocktail. So it's just half vodka, half lemon. And then I also have a kind of a spherical ball, but yes. I honestly I didn't have the, the cool little doohickey that creates a perfect sphere. I had to fill up a water balloon for my son's <laughs> birthday. So it's kinda like this weird <laughs> Oblong long-shaped-looking ball, but I'm going to pretend it's a spherical crystal tonight. And here we go. Pouring.
0: Nice, so wow, nice. Here we go. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Cheers. Yeah. And I'm I'm stepping up my game tonight. No more Kirkland Waters. No more sparkling Trulies or anything like that. Uh, I definitely had to feel like I had to step up my game tonight. So I'm doing a gin fizz. I don't know Ooh. if Laura, a gin fizz, but I'm calling this the Goblin Fizz. Yes. So I'm
1: my favorite.
0: My, my got my goblin fizz over here. It's kind of sounds like goblin piss, which the goblin did piss in this movie. So you can listen to this and picture that. Well, here you go. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Okay. Guys. Um, so let's kind of move on to usually we kind of do listener comments, questions, stuff like that, or if any follow-up. But I definitely want to talk about something that was in the news the past couple of weeks, mostly because of Laura. The Scream Five announcements. What? And I wanted to talk a little bit about this for uh, Scream Five. They announced. I know David Arquette said he's coming back, right? For sure. And then yeah. that is, is that the only one I heard. Did Courtney
1: Cox say she's coming back? I don't know about Courtney Cox. I would think mm-hmm. maybe not. But Nev Campbell.
0: Nev Campbell said, "Yeah." Wow. Mm-hmm wow and so what do you how do you feel about that laura i feel like people are mixed reactions people are either super excited or like you should have just left it alone
1: yeah you know i think if you're a true fan like really gung-ho scream franchise fan like i am you are excited um we're willing to see it even if we know it might be terrible and scream four was very unfortunate uh didn't really like that one. And so I feel like with the original cast coming back and them doing another one, probably only going to go up. For example, like the Halloween that just came out a few years ago, for me, that one almost like redeemed itself from some of the other ones that came out in the middle. So um yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm super excited.
0: Wow, that's cool. I knew I wanted to talk to you about it because you're like the biggest Scream fan I know. So uh-huh. I know we'll, we'll definitely, whenever that does come out, we might have to just do a movie review like that uh, next day and go do like a midnight screening where we all watch it and then come the next day and do that one. That might be the first we actually do like a new movie that just came out just because yeah. I know Laura is such a huge fan. I am too. I like those movies too. I don't know if Greg really loves those movies, but they're, they're so iconic. Um, it'd be really fun to do. All right. So do you guys have any else to talk
2: about from the Frozen episode? I have a couple of updates, not, not from Frozen. Um, <laughs> well, one, I'll make this quick. I did a thing. I I rewatched Killer Clowns, but not (laughs) actively. I, you know, with this work from home situation, I was doing some work and thought, let me put it on the background. And I have to say, it was actually a measure more enjoyable than actually like not watching it but just kind of having it off to the side one thing i noticed about the movie was the music was so good mm. it was haunting and weird and very campy and i, I enjoyed that a lot uh, more i'm not going to change my rating about the movie but i will say that i enjoyed it a lot more that's that oh yeah and then uh, another one was uh i got some listener feedback on you know we were talking about mama a couple weeks ago and how the ending was a little bit up for debate on whether or not it was it, it was cool for you know the uh for mama to to steal the younger daughter and people were kind of split on that like is that how it should have ended and we kind of like were debating that right well so this listener came to me and said that the way that she would have ended it would have been in the very first scene, when he gets to the cabin and he sees the girls crawling around on all fours, uh, she said it should have just pretty much ended there. She goes, as soon as I saw them on all fours running around, that's a hard no for me. I'd be running away saying goodbye, good luck to their foster parents. And that's it. <laughs> LMAO <laughs> credits roll. And I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: oh my God.
2: Yeah, that was, uh, that was on Mama. So thanks, Anonymous.
1: That's pretty funny. I want to comment on your Killer Clowns. Uh,
2: You you rewatched it too?
1: I didn't rewatch it, but I watched um, the movie that we're talking about yesterday. And the whole time I was watching it, I was just comparing it to Killer Clowns and thinking about Killer Clowns. And I think, yeah, I prefer Killer Clowns to this movie. And I think Killer Clowns is really fun. And I think that I sometimes may conjecture uh, too critically. And yeah, I, you know, Killer mm-hmm. Clowns is, it's super fun. I wouldn't change my rating, but I think seeing other movies that are outside of the horror genre makes me really appreciate it.
0: You know, you know both you guys gave Killer Clowns like a point two. Like not even like, can you guys at <laughs> least be like, oh, I'll give it a point three now. Give it a little bump. Come on.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a point, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: sure okay so point three. sure okay what about you greg are you going up to point four, point five? yeah sure uh-huh oh there you we go
1: what? i'll give it a one
0: wow a one wow what about you greg i feel like the price is right can you go big, bigger than that greg
2: well i said on my on my rating that i gave it like you know almost like a zero but then i i said four empty cotton candy cones because mm-hmm. i thought that yeah. they did a really good job they knew the, eight, the audience they were catering catering toward god i can't talk already and um,
1: yeah, and,
2: and, they, and they nailed that. But as far as just like objective movies, you know, I, I had to bump it way down. So yeah, maybe I'll, we'll, we'll go to one. But still, so I got to say though, aside from that, very enjoyable. And I honestly would watch it again in like the background or on the yeah. side, just kind of a, a reoccurring thing. It was really fun. Yeah,
1: so. I, I agree. I, I even think some of my ratings, it's just comparing it to other movies that we've done yeah and so when you look at it that way it's it's really difficult but then when i start watching other movies like i said outside of the horror genre it's like oh mm-hmm. all right <laughs> yeah
0: well it's a uh, transition from those positive reviews to the movie we're doing this week uh because i think wait, it's wait, wait. Late... Oh. oh i my forgot God. my
1: backup beer
0: laura has another drink uh, okay i already
1: finished my poison peach so <laughs>
0: All right, so the the movie we are doing this week as Laura kind of already mentioned and we talked about our outfits is 1986 labyrinth This was my movie choice I I know you guys are going to fucking bust my balls and ask me, like, why is this even a horror movie or why did I choose this as a horror movie? I mean, I've told you guys before that my viewing of horror movies started at a very young age and then stopped for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. I had sporadic ones here and there, but this was one of the ones that I watched when I was like 10 years old that like scarred me almost i mean this movie like was creepy the puppets in it horrified me the opening um scenes were where the baby disappears and the blankets are shaking and there's just shadows running around behind her of little trolls like that's horrifying. And so like that alone was enough to kind of scare me at a young age. And that's why I picked this movie because I haven't watched it in a very long time. I wanted to see if it held up uh, with that type of feeling I have for it. And I wanted to see if it was even a good movie anymore. I mean, we'll get to the Rotten Tomato ratings, which are very high. And so I wanted to see. how. Yeah, of course. That's that's why we're talking about comparing it to Killer Clowns. It's very similar. Very similar cult following, high ratings, yeah. and you're kind of watch it, and you're like, "What?" But uh, but we'll get to that part in a little bit. So that, that's kind of how I would explain it's a horror movie to me. I definitely know you guys probably don't feel the same way, but uh, so yeah. So before we get to the selected movie, now it's time for our horrorish segment of the week. This is something I've been preparing for about seven days, <laughs> um, and I've oh told these guys before that this is going to be a fun episode. So this week I definitely have. I wanna play a game. I definitely have a game this week. I have a game.
1: Oh no! Is I
0: have it, a game this week.
1: Is it Bowie socks?
0: No, no. Okay. This is bring. This is bringing back a um a classic choose your whore venture.
1: <laughs> no. whore
0: adventure is back. Oh, all right. I'm bringing it back, but it's but there's a twist. There's a twist to it. So you guys are definitely on a team again, which I always think is hilarious because you guys oh definitely don't agree <laughs> on anything. <laughs> and Greg likes to take your your opinion and then just, just ignore it and go with his own things. Yep. Yeah, this is choose your own adventure, but it is a twist though. So both you guys are definitely on a team.
2: Laura, are we can actually get through it.
1: You know what? Mm-hmm. We're gonna fucking beat this shit.
0: We are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So fuck you, Rob. We're gonna win.
0: <laughs> so, okay. All right. <laughs> So you guys both must survive a series of questions as you make your way through the labyrinth of conjecture. You know Dang. what,
1: Gray? You can see what it's like, what it feels like to be on a winning team. Oh, oh, is that how it is? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is the labyrinth of conjecture. Uh, there are six gates you must pass, and each gate is guarded by a soul from the conjectured past. So you're <laughs> going to be going through and having to face six souls from our past that we've talked about. So if this you get is the, awesome! So if, if you get the answers correct that they ask you, you move forward. If you get the answer wrong, you die. You guys are only given three lives as a team, so you only have three wrong answers out of six to try to get through this. Okay. Oh, okay. Man. So are you both ready to enter the labyrinth of conjecture?
1: Yes, I'm so excited.
0: You Let's both go, accept. Pete. Let's do it. Accept? Okay. All right. I want to make sure you accept. Make sure you accept, accept the enter. Okay. All right. So, so right away, you guys are gonna start walking through the. You're walking through the maze.
1: Oh. Oh wait, I have PTSD with that sound. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) so you're walking through the maze right now and you come across the first uh the first gate the first gate is there's a soul at the gate and the soul is waiting to uh talk to you okay so here comes the first uh the first the first soul So it's the it's the, it's the grandma oh, from The Visit. Shit. The grandma the visit. from The Visit is here, okay? Okay. So here is your first question, okay? The first question you have to get right, okay? Okay. What was the 13-year-old boy's rapper name in The Visit?
2: Oh, okay. It is T-Diamond it is Stylus. That's correct. Oh,
1: shit! So you guys passed,
0: so you passed the first gate. You passed the first gate. Okay. So now you guys can keep walking. Dream
2: work. You guys can
0: keep walking along. You're trying to look for the second gate now. The second gate out of six. So let's see who the second soul is going to be at the second gate. Okay. You guys ready for this meet the second soul? Yeah. Okay. Oh. He has a phone ringing. Hmm. I wonder if you guys should answer it. Hello?
2: Oh, 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 oh! That's that's Mothman.
0: Okay, it's injured. Cold, injured. Cold from Mothman is here at the second gate. All right. So this I... is your second question. This is your second question. You have to pass. Okay. All right. What was the name of the town the Mothman made his presence felt in the Mothman prophecies? What was Great. the name of the town? Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant.
2: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: That's correct. Correct. Yes. 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 Nice. You moved on. You're moving on. Wow, you guys, two for two so far. Two for two. All right, let's see. You guys are going to keep walking through the Labyrinth of conjecture again. You're walking along. Let's see who the next soul is you're going to meet again. Okay, let's see. Who's at this third soul here? Let's see who this possibly could be. Okay, you ready? Who could that be? Hmm. Who would be tapping?
1: Hmm.
0: Who would be tapping something? Huh? I wonder. Hmm.
1: From Let the Right
0: One In? Oh, so it's Ellie from... She's tapping. She's tapping on the door. She's tapping puss. Yeah, she's tapping puss to try to uh, give you a kiss. She's trying to give you a... you
1: remember that, Rob. <laughs> she's
0: trying to give you a little kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ellie's here from Let the Right One In. She's the guardian of the third gates. All right. So this is the question for the third gate, okay? Roughly, how old was Ellie in Let the Right One In? How old was Ellie? Roughly.
1: You're 13? No, she was two hundred years old.
0: Correct, two hundred years old. Correct. Wow. Wait,
1: Greg and I have to talk about it for a second. You gotta let yeah, him just yeah, get like a final answer. Like, yeah. Oh,
0: sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's edit that out then. Why don't you guys have a little conversation? I'll edit it back in. Okay. So, so, so how?
2: Yeah. Let's edit so I don't sound stupid. I'm Laura. That she two hundred years old.
1: You motherfucker! No! You can't
2: actually! Go! Wow, good job, Greg. You,
0: you dominated that answer. Correct, Greg. You got it. Man, Laura, you need to carry your oh, weight. Oh, hey. Correct, Correct. Roughly 200 years old. Correct. I mean, I
2: 13? Are you serious about that? Laura, <laughs> come on. I, I mean, know. she was clearly 200. I know. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to start my own team because she's really weighing me down. I know.
0: You, you'll just go over there's chips. So, you know, yeah, exactly. You'll just go whoever's eating them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, so, good. you guys you guys are going to keep walking. You guys are to the fourth gate already. Wow. You guys are breezing through this. I, I thought Dude, I we're, gonna... killing I know,
1: we're killing man. it. We're killing it. Oh,
0: man. You guys came prepared. All right, All right. You're to the fourth gate now. Let's see who's going to be at this fourth gate. Who should be here? Let's see. Is that Killer Clowns? No. It's a saxophone guy from Lost Boys. He doesn't have his shirt on. He's gyrating. He's he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Nice. He's probably a little cold for the maze, but that's okay. All right. So you got the saxophone guy from Lost Boys here right now. (laughs) All right. So uh, what was the name of the song the gyrating shirtless sax player was playing at the boardwalk in the Lost
3: Boys? I still still believe. believe.
0: I still believe oh correct dominating wow man i gotta i gotta do harder questions next time man you guys are dominating
2: but look we can't take it for granted we don't want to be like some people you know you can't you can't take things for granted
0: i know so. i know oh my goodness all right you guys are passing the fourth gate, so you're off to the fifth gate already wow all right let's see who would be the next gate holder here okay let's see we're to the fifth gate already the fifth gate let's see who it is
1: here's johnny
0: Oh shit. <laughs> Alright, so we got uh Jack. We got Jack from Jack, Jack Torrance from the Shining here. He's he's the fifth gatekeeper. And this question is only for Greg. Only Greg can answer this question. Oh okay. Only Greg.
1: And I know exactly what yeah. it is.
0: Greg loves redemption stories so let's see if he can actually do it. Alright. What was the room number Dick Holleran told Danny not to enter? <laughs> What was the room number Greg? I want to say 237. Uh-huh. That, that, that's you that's, you want to say that or that's what you're saying? Yes,
2: I am I'm, I'm 100% positive. I'm correct. 100% positive correct. correct. Yeah. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. oh, Greg, Oh my goodness. So fucking proud of you right now.
2: Wow. This I is mean, just... You guys only imprinted it on my brain like 10 times that episode. Mm-hmm. I, Thank I, I God. can't get it. Oh my goodness! Wow, you guys are you
0: guys are getting you guys are just zooming through this. I, I should have just gave you one life, man. At least what that do would have we,
1: been. What do we get if we get them all right?
0: If you get them all right, I don't know. You get to you get to have a video chat with Justin Long. That's what you get.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> what about the Rock.
2: The Rock. Okay. All right. You can video chat with, the, with the Rock? that kid mm-hmm. from Percy Jackson. We can do that.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm down for that. There
2: you go, Laura. Okay, all right. (laughs) And Sinbad.
0: And Sinbad. (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's keep walking. You guys are already at the final gate. This is the sixth and final gate of the Labyrinth of Conjecture. So this one is actually hosted by the Conjecturing King. This is the Conjecturing King, so he's the final one. So let's see who's going to be the Conjecturing King.
1: Rats?
2: Horrifying.
1: Oh, rats. Um.
0: It's Justin Long from Jeepers Creepers. Who else would be our king of conjecturing? It would be Justin Long, of course. Oh, Oh, nice. So, to complete this labyrinth, you must answer one final question. This is from Jeepers Creepers. All right? You guys ready? All right. Um, Let's see. The creeper from Jeepers Creepers is allowed to feed every how many springs? Oh. Every how many um, springs is he allowed to feed?
2: Was it in the
1: twenty-five?
2: Tw-
0: like 23? I heard right? Greg say. I heard Greg say twenty-five. So that's wrong. So you lose oh, a life.
2: No, no, no. We you were, lose we a life. Were going back and forth. Oh, sorry,
0: wow. sorry. Just Justin Long does not play your bullshit games. You wanted to meet Sinbad before him, so no. You have one life mm-hmm. gone. And Laura, because you said no to him, there's two lives gone now. So you have one life left. <laughs> okay so you have one life left to try to answer the question i think it was 23 yeah are you both sure yeah final answer no final line. answer final answer okay you guys are correct you're correct you're correct you guys escaped the labyrinth wow you had one life to spare there you go wow you guys are so lucky to escape this labyrinth.
2: high five Woo! good job, guys good job Good job.
0: Good job, guys. You made it through. Wow. With one life to spare, that got really tight at the end there. You know?
2: Yeah. It did. Justin Long was our (laughs) goblin king.
0: Yes. Justin Long was our rat king.
1: Uh, I can't believe you guys
0: breezed right through that. You guys really redeemed yourself from the first time when you just kept dying and you couldn't get through. So you guys really, you really stepped it up this time. Good job. Good job.
2: Yeah. I wonder why that is. Could it be that there's an actual ending to this game?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. We'll never know about the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anybody out there, if you want to contact us, uh, you know, let us know any other games we can play or any other uh, things I can try to stump uh, Laura and Greg with. You can hit us up at email pod at gmail or Twitter, Instagram at pod So let's get going here. So now it's time to peer into the crystal and get yeah. to our movie this week. Let's peer into mm-hmm. that crystal. All right. So the movie, like we talked about, is Labyrinth. Uh, 1986. This is a PG movie, which I think is insane, but some people don't. Um, 101 minutes. Definitely directed by Jim Henson of the Muppets. So he he was the director of this movie. I know Lucas. I can't remember if it was George Lucas or Spielberg. One of them helped him edit, which was interesting. It was George
1: Lucas.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that he did that. The budget for this movie was 25 million dollars. It wow. only made 12.9. So it was considered wow. a flop and a disappointment when it came out. It only made 12.9. Yeah, yeah, so it lost a lot of money. But it was interesting. I looked up what came out during that same week, and The Karate Kid Part 2 came out that same week, Top Gun, and Ferris oh. B- and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh! So, so, Dude, you know, it
1: didn't have a chance.
0: No, it didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Goblin King.
2: Well, like Looking at that lineup, I feel like people probably weren't prepared for this movie. No. Considering they were looking at Karate Kid and Top Gun. I mean, man.
1: And Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
2: hmm yeah,
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like yeah, like we talked about, this is David Bowie, and here's the Goblin King, but then his real name is Jared, which I thought was weird. Jared. Jareth? You sure? Yep. It's, yeah.
2: a, it's a mixture between Gareth and Jared. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it? Oh, thank you. That's what uh, Hoggle says, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah?
1: <laughs> is there a reason for that, or is that a grave diggings?
2: <laughs> uh it, it, it may be in there somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then you got
0: you got Jennifer Connolly in here. Do I think she was like 15 or 14 years old in this movie? She was like super young, and I think she had a nose job because her nose looked completely different in this movie. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, so for interesting facts, I actually found other actresses that were up for the Sarah role for the lead in this movie. Ooh. So we got Helena Bottom Carter was up for it. We got wow. Yasmin Yasmin Bleeth. We got Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. We have Marissa Tomei. We got Laura Dern and Ali Sheedy. They were all up for the Sarah role, the lead role in this movie. Wow. And she got it over them, which is, I mean, I don't know how bad those other actresses were at the time, but they, they I don't know how they could be much worse than her in this movie. She's not great, you know. She's just she looks like a newbie, but you know, it's crazy to think about it. Yeah. Um, and then there's actually interesting castings for the uh, for the Jareth, uh, Jareth in this movie as the <laughs> Goblin King, as Greg pronounced it. Um, there's so two syllables, not three. <laughs> you gotta pronounce it proper proper English. Mm-hmm. So they he de- they definitely knew from the beginning that they wanted a musician to do it. So some of the people that were considered was Sting and Prince and Mick Jagger. Oh. Mick Jagger Ooh. and of course, Michael Jackson, Ooh, you know, <laughs> but I don't think looking back, Michael Jackson stealing a baby probably would have been the best choice, you know? oh no. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't go with that. Cause that we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't even be able to watch that movie now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't choose that. Um, so that, that's all the interesting facts I have or you want to give the synopsis to this, this oh, uh, stellar movie.
1: Uh, what's her name? Sarah. She is a 16-year-old girl who still really enjoys reading fantasy novels and um, kind of obsessed with one called Labyrinth. And uh, unfortunately, she is tasked with babysitting her infant younger brother. And, you know, she's really upset about it. And he's crying one night. And so she says something that's out of the book. And she says, I wish that the Goblin King would just take you away. And sure enough, it becomes real life, and he does take her little brother away. And now Sarah has to go through an actual maze, which is the labyrinth, and if she wants to see her brother again.
0: Oh wow! Nice, nice. Very straight to the point. I like it. I like it. Uh, not like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not
1: going to talk about puppets or Muppets or. Trolls or goblins,
0: Yeah, no. No, that, that's the whole reason that this movie exists. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so let's uh, let's get into the movie here a bit now. Um, I don't know. Does anybody want to jump in here first? Does anybody want to?
2: Yeah, this was your pick, Rob. What's um, talk about the, the the background, like why this? Well, I guess you talked a little bit about it already, but
0: yeah, I, I definitely like I said, I picked this movie because I definitely had creepy images from when I was younger when I saw it as a younger child, probably like nine or ten years old. Definitely from the opening I was like kind of regretting this pick already when she's like talking like Shakespeare in the park with her dog and reading a book and I was like, What is happening right now? But then things start getting creepy when you know the baby disappears and, and that's like the first ten minutes in the movie. When that baby disappears, I already talked about this and she's looking at the the crib that's empty and the blanket is just like vibrating and there's like little dark figures running around in the background. That that I was I was horrified already. I was like, this is, this is scary. You know, this is, this is creepy as hell, you know, or even write the first image they show of the goblins and they're all like huddled up waiting for her to uh, curse the child away or, or wish him away. Those, those guys are freaky looking, you know, They're little goblin faces and they're the, the puppetry and they're just, they're creepy to me. I, I don't know. I, I think Laura has like, Laura is going to come off this podcast, With her giant balls again, saying that nothing (laughs) frightens her, that she would want to walk in the park with a clown, or now she wants to go like hang out with a goblin at the park or something like that. And and I just think it's crazy. I think it's crazy that Laura is like so brave and I'm just a pussy. Yeah, Laura, did did you watch this as a kid?
1: You know, I thought I did, but turns out I've just seen Pan's Labyrinth. And so (laughs) this was actually the first time I'd seen this movie, and I thought it was gonna be similar to that.
0: No, not at all. No. So yeah,
1: this is my first time seeing it. I had no um, expectations. I just didn't, I didn't know what to expect.
2: That's interesting. Okay. So it's like a variety of backgrounds. I have seen this movie tons of times. Really? I think my history is like closer to yours, Rob. My brother and I used to watch this movie like all the time when we were younger. We were freaked out by a lot of the, like the puppetry that we saw too, because we were younger and we love this movie you know um so i was actually excited to to watch it again
0: wow crazy yeah. crazy yeah i mean i i like the original not really the opening but a lot of the vibes of wizard of oz and yeah. alice in wonderland and winnie the pooh that's
1: exactly like, what i was yeah. gonna say very alice in wonderland Man. which i i love yeah
0: okay let's end the pod she loved it all right guys let's go home good night you <laughs> know <Anna. laughs> Um so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this movie definitely has creepy things in it with, for me. You know, how did how did is, there, is it creepy to you, Greg or
2: not? It is. Um, this whole movie I I was so impressed just by the handmade sets and puppets. Like I you have to be just you know, flabbergasted at, at how much effort it took to make all of these individual creatures move and animate and speak and look. You know, and this was back in the 80s, 86 or something. The whole movie is basically a, a big handmade set of a labyrinth, and a labyrinth is essentially a giant convoluted maze that has a path that leads to the center of it. And everything is is a very practical effects. So and I know that Rob, uh, the, that impacts you you know, for mm-hmm. the better, or for the worse, you know. Um, and I thought this movie just was so good with that, you know. Uh, the the whole vibe to me was, like, I we were creeped out by this movie when we were kids, um, from Hoggle to just all the creatures. They were just really creepy looking. They're not like Sesame Street puppets or, you know, any other puppets that you're used to seeing. And from the beginning to the end, you can tell where, you know, it's just very expensive to, to do all this. It's just incredible. You would not... You guys have to admit you will never see a movie like this like done like this ever again. It definitely creeped me out um that that first scene you know you see her reciting uh poetry out in some open courtyard then she races home. She has an argument with her parents, and of course, like you said rob she 's trying to get out of watching her little brother. then she wishes the goblin King and then take him away like in the the play, and then you see this like crowd of goblins probably hiding in her closet or, or whatever and they're very like lifelike they kind of have this like each one has his own personality um and it was just so impressive amazing yeah
0: yeah no i agree and, and that's something like i talked about the practical effects are something that gets me more than a than a cg 3d image i literally put in my notes here that i this creep me out more than mama like this you know what i mean like
1: no i don't know what you mean
0: Laura, not the actual effects of the movie, not like Mama racing towards you, like that. Of course, is creepier. But just as a side by side image, if you looked at an image of like a 3D Mama or a CG Mama, and then one of these trolls, I'd be more creeped out by the trolls because it has dimension to it, and it's textile and it's real. You know, Laura. Laura doesn't agree. Laura doesn't agree.
1: Mm
0: hmm okay all right let me let me move on let me move on Laura sorry okay
2: by the way Rob on that point I would guess that it has a lot to do with when you first saw this movie I mean I think there's no question sure. if you saw it when you were a lot younger mm-hmm. it would impact you a lot differently there is no good-looking puppet or pleasant-looking puppet on this movie they're all freaky and as an adult you really don't care because you see them as puppets but as a kid you look at them and you see them as goblins Mm-hmm. and you have never seen something like that in your life you get up and you go to school and you see kids that look just like you You see people on tv that look just like you or better you don't see these horrific weird looking creatures you know mm-hmm. um so as a kid you, I, you really have no idea how to process that so i feel like you and i probably come from that background where i was i was pretty haunted by this movie as a kid but the cool thing was was that all of the creatures they kind of had a humorous aspect to them which i really appreciated yeah. you know which was neat because yeah, it was scary but part of you know one of the many themes of this movie was like sort of defeating your own demons, right? And and overcoming your fears. And one of them is realizing that a lot of the things that you're scared of are really just harmless and they uh, and, and By giving a lot of the the horrific, scary-looking puppets kind of like a personality and a goofiness to them, it kind of, like, diffused that scariness. So if you're a kid, I think that's probably what allows you to watch the movie and make it kind of digestible that you're not haunted when you go to sleep, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, okay. What about, what do you think, Laura? You want to kind of get into some of the movie now a bit instead of just uh, telling me I'm wrong? (laughs)
1: Um, oh, God. Yeah, I just don't have a whole lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't get me wrong i completely agree with when you see something as a kid whether it was benign or not and it freaking you out for example when i was younger two movies that scared the shit out of me that most people think are harmless one was uh short circuit (laughs) that scared the Mm -hmm. absolute shit out of me wow that's Um, crazy And same with when I saw Roger Rabbit, you know, there's the scene where they're trying to put him in the acid bucket. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, for some reason, that's, that one scene gave me nightmares, but unfortunately I saw this movie for the first time the other (laughs) day. And so all Mm -hmm. that is, is lost on me because there was nothing even remotely scary about this movie. I mean, Yes, there are puppets and trolls and goblins or whatever, but they, like, like I think Greg was saying, they are all like, end up being kind and she's friends with all of them. And to the point where at the end of the film, she's celebrating with all of them in her bedroom. They're all friends. And the villain, who's David Bowie, who I love David Bowie, but he's the villain and I mean, he doesn't do anything remotely scary. He's not a scary man. He dresses mm-hmm. great. He sings great usually. Not in this movie, though. Not so good in this movie. Um,
2: oh, I
0: disagree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally, he's he like, I get he steals a baby. The baby's clearly well taken care of. He's just like, Cutting the baby on his lap, and then during scenes where they show him, he's like singing and dancing with the other puppet. So, I mean, like I get it, horror is subjective, and I think it's, I think it's fantastic that we find movies that aren't horror that we want to talk about because there was something weird about it. But I just think this movie is so far, uh, like opposite of horror, that I was i don't know i was just bored watching it i was like <laughs> i would rather watch killer clowns i'm wow. sorry mm-hmm.
0: wow this is gonna be a very <laughs> low rating then oh my god it's crazy I
1: mean, but here's the thing i get why it's a cult classic because of bowie that i get i it but i don't know why anyone would think this is a cult classic for any other reason besides him mm-hmm. you know I mean, they nailed it with him being this, this role, but again, he's the villain. He's like mm. the super villain. Like I know she meets some creatures along the way who are trying to stop her or, or be unhelpful, but um, he doesn't do anything mm. bad. He's, he just is, you know, he's like, Oh, come into this maze, mm. but I also kind of love you. And I don't know. It, <laughs> mm-hmm. once uh once it's we get confi- to, like, i'm very confused you guys i'm confused
0: i'm gonna say once we get to kind of the end of this movie then then i'll reveal some stuff and you'll you'll realize what the fuck this guy's doing and it's really okay. fucking creepy so but uh but let's talk about his hair <laughs> i wrote down in my notes it looks like joe dirt on ecstasy oh
1: <laughs> <yes>! <laughs>
0: yeah i mean his hair is just so funny in this movie it's like side bangs uh, you know i don't even know what to call his hair he has this movie but uh yeah, and, and like you said, I, I don't know. I, I thought his uh, his pants were a little too tight for a children' movie. Oh, I thought there was
1: a lot of bulge scenes. Yeah. yeah,
0: there was a lot, and there was multiple times where it would be like very close up. Where like like Hoggle is talking to him and like they're he's at crotch level and like they're close up on Hoggle's face talking and like Bowie's junk is right there in frame and I'm just like holy shit like this is really weird.
1: Yeah, I mean Rob, it's kind kind of reminds me how there's that whole thing about Disney movies and how like some of the older animated Disney movies, if you pause this one scene in this one movie, you see, you know. Oh, Ariel's castle looks like a dick and the mm. the priest who marries them has a boner and you know what I mean? It, it's very similar to that. Like, what are you doing? This is a PG-rated film. Why are there so many David Bowie bulge scenes? I'm very mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. mm-hmm. um so what else? I mean, you you guys don't find these scenes creepy. So, like definitely the the, the what is it called? The hand scene where she's falling down the hand the well of hands. That's not creepy to you guys? That's not horrifying with all the hands are grabbing her and they start talking?
2: I think it is. Yeah, that that got me. I mean, everything that probably you want to identify as creepy, Rob, I'm going to say most likely I'm, I'm with you. Like, when I first saw the scene, anytime you encounter any puppet, I'd say 100%, it's, it's creepy. And they're meant to be that way. And there's that scene where they're called the helping hands where she gets past the puzzle. You know, she has to... Uh, get past these different puzzles a lot like uh, rob's game that he presented to us but she has to get past these puzzles to uh progress through the labyrinth and one she gets past but then she immediately falls in a hole And there's these hands like around the hole like you know the tunnel going down and they're kind of like holding her in place and yeah and then they make hand puppets mm-hmm. um and it's just dark and all you see is hands and that's like really creepy yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, she pretty much goes through the maze. I mean, let's kind of just go through the story a bit here. You know, she she goes through the maze. She f- meets some puppets. She meets fucking bl- with a bluto. Ludo. Yeah. Okay. She meets a big fucking muppet.
1: And he's the sweetest thing in the world. I love him.
0: Smell Yeah, he was he was pretty chill. He was pretty nice. I liked him. Um, and of course, she talk about Hoggle.
2: Those are my jewels. It's not fair.
0: She meets Hoggle, who I thought his intro scene was weird. He's just pissing in like a little fountain. I thought that was a interesting uh, scene to open up for children. Um, and then, and then she goes and meets the my favorite guy, who was that little fox, who is like the little three musketeer fox, who was riding the dog.
2: Oh, Sir Didymus, yeah. If, if you ever need us.
0: I like that guy. That guy guy was pretty funny. I laughed at almost everything he said because he was just like balls to the wall, like I'll fight anybody. Uh, But he's just so tiny that it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and I think that's her little crew, right? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, and so pretty much she goes through the labyrinth. They got to fight, you know, the King Goblin here and there. And yeah, and then she kind of gets stopped along the way. Uh, I like the the door scene with the red and blue trolls. Mm -hmm. You know, I was calling them the 69 trolls. The way they were positioned was a little, you know, promiscuous. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that that scene really reminded me of Alice in Wonderland like choosing that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah,
0: yeah, um I don't know what else do you guys want to talk about? I know Laura has like no I no Laura has no notes, so <laughs>
1: yeah, I honestly, I'm just commenting on what you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. and it's funny because the hand scene I didn't find that horrifying at all. I mean, maybe if it was just her falling, but they kept showing the hands like pretending to be mouths and talking. And it was just so silly, and that just made it fun. And I honestly think that's one of the coolest scenes of the movie. For,
0: for somebody that has a disease where things bother you that you visually see, I don't understand how nothing in this movie bothered you, because everything is fucking creepy.
1: The only thing that bothered me was, um, what's-her-name's-acting? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I definitely said her acting was not was not was not on par with any like Oscar worthy. uh, Yeah, she was uh, definitely young, like mostly young, young actresses we see in some of these early movies where they just I mean, even David Bowie is like not great in this movie.
2: You're wrong about that. He was (laughs) awesome. He was on point. Okay, let's let's get
0: into the
1: song he sings. We talk about the song he sings. Yeah, let's get in, Let's get
2: into David Bowie's
0: David Bowie in this movie, and Greg loves him. And Greg, do you want to try to give us a couple songs? Can you sing dance music or dance, baby dance? Or
1: I want to hear you saying, um, "You remind me of the babe." Go. You remind me of the
2: babe. Oh, voodoo. You do. You remind me of the babe. You guys, he had the greatest <laughs> fucking lines in this movie. He was so, like, snarky and sarcastic. There was that line where he goes up to Hoggle and, and, and he goes, Oh, Hoggle, if Sarah ever gives you a kiss, I'll turn you into a prince. And he goes, y- You will? The prince of the land of stench. <laughs> he was such a dick, but in, like, a funny way. And, you know, he was never violent with anybody. He just, he used his, like, brashness. He's just so funny to me. He has, like, the greatest lines, and, like, his um his presence in this movie is just so good. I mean, honestly, like, I, I may be colored by having seen this movie many times, especially in the past, but, um oh, yeah, I thought he was a fantastic character and actor in this movie.
1: I agree. He's a fantastic character. Villain, not so much, but the reason there is a cult following is because of David Bowie.
2: I also love the music, like the, it's yeah. so absolutely 80s, like, those, like like the horn. Like if you grew any kid who grew up in the 80s knows that line, it's, it's the same in every freaking movie, every, never, any, it's. And then, you know, the electric synth comes in. It's just it just takes you back. It's it's so good and and yeah. I think again, Laura, if if you've seen it for the first time now in like your thirties, it's it's gonna be such a different experience. I I totally acknowledge that. Yeah.
0: So let's uh let's let's talk about David Bowie and how Laura doesn't think he did anything villainy in this movie. He he literally drugs her with a laced peach and then takes her to a eyes wide shut party and pretty much tries to rape her. That's what he's doing
1: at the end of this movie. Um. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? Do you uh, want to compare?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same thing.
1: Oh, my God. This is as benign as watching Snow White eat a poison apple and getting kissed by a prince, and we're good. In fact, this scene had less than that because they don't even make out, so, meh.
0: Mm, David Bowie wanted to do her. That's all <laughs> this movie is about. That's creepy.
1: But, I mean, she doesn't fall for it, and he doesn't pry.
0: I oh, don't know. Sounds like a villain to me still. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a, ni- doesn't sound like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> what about the, uh, what about the fire creatures? The one I was dressed up like fire creatures. What about that scene where they're like taking off their heads and their limbs and stuff like that? That's not creepy. That was
1: very Wizard of Oz. And it was funny because when I was watching it, I was thinking this reminds me of that scene from Wizard of Oz with the monkeys. And I feel like that scene from Wizard of Oz is way scarier Than this scene, Hmm. you have to admit,
2: very similar, very similar. Yeah, those things creeped me out as a kid. You know, they're like taking off their heads, and they keep talking about taking off her head.
0: Yeah, I mean that's
1: pretty Mm. scary when you're little. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I just don't like the one scene where their their body parts are like all together, and they look like all like a some type of weird dinosaur they're making. Yeah. So it's like their their body part. It's just it just looked really fucked up to me. You know,
2: Laura, tell me what you think this movie was about.
1: I mean, it was just it it was her growing up. That's what it was about. It was her being, you know, she, the, the scene opens with her being in this meadow and kind of dressed a certain way and reciting lines from her favorite book. And she gets, she goes home and she's so mad at her parents for making her babysit for a night. And then you see her run into a room where she has dolls and puppets and, you know, the the fantasy books and her poor little brother is like, Yeah. He's crying. He's, he's not doing anything. You know, he poor little boy. Right. (laughs) I mean, again, I've watched this in my mid thirties with the child. So it's, I'm going to see it in a different way. And she is just so mad that he took her away from her fantasy. But there's this scene in the beginning where when she runs home, her stepmother was like, Oh, were you on a date? Because I mean, she's clearly like 16 years old and she's like, no. And her stepmother goes, Oh, I wish you were or she says something along those lines. And I, I think, you know, that's kind of sets you up for like, okay, this girl, she might be 16, but she's like living in a fantasy. She's very young uh, for 16. And then she gets very mad at her younger brother for taking her teddy bear. You know, what 16 year old is still holding on to their teddy bear. Um, and then sure enough, at the very end of the movie, she realizes after going through the labyrinth, like she loves her brother and she needs to be the big sister and, basically become a woman and kind of give up those those like fantasy and kid like things that she has that she's been holding on to and then she gives her little brother the teddy bear at the end. So, yeah, this whole movie is just about her becoming a woman basically, which is great. I love that. But, you know, we're here to talk about horror. <laughs> and this this ain't it, guys.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, uh, um... that's
1: why I'm so confused because like, I mean, if we were talking about any genre, I don't, I can't talk for those, you know, like that's, it's just too much for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: makes yeah sense. That's, good, that's good. I want to actually transition right now to something because you're talking about how it's not scary and whatnot. So I want to transition to a topic I wanted to bring up, which would be, uh, would you let a child or your child watch this movie? So for this one, I actually am bringing in a guest to help with this conversation. <laughs> hey. So I'm bringing, in a, I'm bringing in a guest for this one. I'm bringing in Lindsay, Greg's uh, wife, Wait, to <laughs> to, uh, to be on Laura's side and try to defend this movie about uh, letting a child watch this movie.
1: Wait.
0: Yes, Laura? What?
1: Mm-hmm. What is
0: going on? This is so cool. <laughs> I told you guys I had some surprises for tonight. So. What is on mm-hmm. your
3: head, Rob? What is on your head?
0: Oh, that's that's, outlet. that's my outlet. It's outlet, but it's the, it's the fire uh, creatures oh. from this movie. So I'm a fire creature.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, so she's going to be with Laura defending if a child should watch this movie, namely their children. <laughs> and me and Greg, I feel like I know what side I'm on. I definitely would not let Robbie watch this movie. Greg, what side are we going to
2: be on? Are, you, are we about to have a parental feud
3: right I now? I think that might be the case. <laughs> There's
2: no way in heck he's watching this movie until he's like at least, he said it's PG. How how does the the criteria go on that? 13?
3: I think PG means like seven.
2: Yeah, PG is like seven.
0: This isn't even PG-13. I'll
2: let him watch it when he's like eight or nine maybe. Yeah
0: i'm 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 like 37 and i don't want to watch this movie again. it scares me i don't know why laura's lindsay you haven't been on for the past like you know th- for 30 minutes laura's just been saying how dumb i am for being scared of this movie and everything is nice and cuddly it and is. she wants to be friends with them and i'm like are you looking
3: at them why are you trying to cuddle one of these creepy i want to be friends with ludo i wish i had a ludo <laughs> me
1: too me too
0: Ludo is the one. He's the one exception I'll give you guys. All right, I'll get the one. But everything else, every other puppet is fucking creepy looking. They are
3: horribly creepy, but I feel like it's the right kind of creepy for little kids. Like they need to have a little bit of spookiness and and you know get them acclimated to the the experience of watching a scary movie. And it's a perfect one to get started. The Gremlins will yep. creep you out. The Butthole Lake will creep you out, and then. You- <laughs>
1: Actually, (laughs) speaking of kids watching this movie, my daughter just turned four, and she would have thought that whole scene at stench, whatever it was called, was hilarious. I mean, it's just, it's fart noises for like 20 minutes. And like, I looking around, like, is anyone watching me watch this movie? They're going to be like, what are you watching? What is going on? I should have let Ava watch that. Well,
2: that part's okay for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: would have been mm-hmm. laughing so hard in that scene.
2: Man, Rom, I am so with you. I am like nixing this from the, the library until he's at least like eight or nine.
3: That's so ridiculous. Eight or nine is gonna be like hardcore horror.
2: <laughs> what? That's when you guys that's when I don't
0: know
3: you guys about
1: are that. I don't know about that, but...
0: That's when you guys are introducing the you're introducing the Baba at eight. Is that what it is? Oh
3: my god. Oh
0: my god. You guys are crazy, man. You guys are no, crazy. No, not
3: really. But honestly, it's like, it's. I can understand how it would be seen as creepy. It did creep me out when I was little. The little puppets, the just kind of scary atmosphere totally creeped me out. And I hated scary movies, and I still handled Labyrinth at that age. So I think... I think mm-hmm. it's a good one for kids.
2: Well, the one thing that we've been talking about before you got on was that each of the characters does have a humorous, like, lighthearted side to them. Most of them do, at least. Exactly. So it, it kind of like diffuses the the horror aspect. Wow,
0: man, I can't believe, man, I'm like the only one here that's like horrified by this movie and think
2: it's creepy. No, I'm with you, Rob. Can't it's, believe it. it it's, it's two to two on this.
3: It's definitely creepy, but it's a good creepy for kids because it just. Gives them creepy, but everything has a little lighthearted, and then you know they can slowly watch creepier and creepier things.
0: But but I watched this as a little kid, and then I stopped watching movies that were creepy because it scarred me.
3: Rob,
1: (laughs) like we talked Mm -hmm. about, every kid has their own movie that scares them that doesn't scare anyone else. Like Lindsay, Mm -hmm. I already know you know this, but I was telling them how Short Circuit scared the shit out of me when I was little. I know you know the story um and and like most people are like what that's not scary you know so there's always something but i don't think that uh, this pg film that's like a fantasy i don't think you should not let your kid watch that especially because the villain isn't not scary that
3: was never for one second scared of david bowie
1: just always entranced
3: oh
2: my goodness he's the least of my worries on this movie i'm talking about the goblins and stuff. I mean, it's just pretty much every every scene where there was mm-hmm. like potentially a threat or a goblin, right? The cleaners, the coming through the pipe with the, the spiked drill. I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that just the, the way it looks. I don't think kids are prepared to to process that until they've at least. I mean, man, pitch them some like Ninja Turtles first, you know, like something <laughs> um, before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think especially mm-hmm. nowadays where everything is CGI and cartoony and Pixar. Like, there's no way a kid is going to know how to process, you know, hoggle just right out the gates. Like, he's got warts all over him. He's really wrinkly. It just looks weird. Like, I'm saying cut off ages like, you know,
3: eight. I honestly ask if we should just watch it with our two-year-old this weekend. Jeez. (laughs) I, I want i want you guys to
0: actually do it now and then i want i'll bring both of you guys well greg will already be on but i'll bring you back on Lindsay, <laughs> and you can report okay i don't i don't think we really decided uh who should watch this movie and who shouldn't watch this movie i think uh it's a split decision it's two versus two you know i don't know you guys have the household me and laura can't really do anything we're not a couple you guys are the ones that are gonna have to figure this out and see who's actually watching it and not watching i don't it. know report i feel back. like
3: we can get greg on our side Lindsay. <laughs> You yeah, you can have veto power, but I think we can convince you. I won't show him without your consent, but come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. that's funny. Uh, do you want
2: to stay on Lindsay and I I could actually like that's a, this is a good opportunity because I feel like my dig-ins requires a second female opinion, I think
0: so
3: yeah.
0: mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, so let's get Graves out here lindsay didn't know she was married to two people, so. Oh, I
3: listened to the podcast. I knew.
0: Yeah, we know who she prefers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can I talk about? All
0: right, all right. So we got we got Graves out now. Oh, did you decide what mask you're gonna wear? It's the owl mask.
1: You picked the owl. Wait a second. I was <laughs> thinking when he opened these that why was there an owl in there? Rob, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you do this on purpose because you knew what movie you were picking.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Kind of We're these doing. in a box last episode. I've got so many. It's pretty amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you picked the owl. All right.
2: God, where do I start? This movie is just so chock full of symbolism. I can't really cover it all. I, what I want to do is talk about the horror aspect of this movie. What? Horror <laughs> aspect. So we, we've talked about before um, what makes a horror movie. And a big part of it is our fears. You know, and our fears come from very many different places Um, and depends on who you are, what your background is. And obviously, you know, it manifests in different ways. So the way that I looked at this movie is the labyrinth. So so to me, what the labyrinth is, is I think that it, it never existed. I actually think that the lab, the whole labyrinth movie is a dream of hers It's a figment of her imagination and i think that sarah is her conscious self i think that jareth is like her subconscious i think it's like the embodiment of all of her greatest fears of all of her greatest confusions um everything that she's afraid of in this time of her life that she's just pushed down you know to the further steps of her of her mind and what the labyrinth is is essentially all the ways that she can sort out her problems now when it comes to horror movies we we essentially are afraid of many things right how we live and, and how we die now as a i'm not really the most qualified person to talk on behalf of a female you know because our, our protagonist is a female but you know i did like some looking on the internet okay and i was curious to know what are the the top you know, or the most popular, like, fears of a female has in her life as she grows up. Here are kind of the top eight that I was able to, to list. Um, so one is fear of being unpopular. Another one is other people seeing your physical flaws, you know, or not being pretty enough, whereas you see others that are. That's another fear. Another one is childbirth and pregnancy, and and child care. As you grow up, it's a very mysterious thing. You see other adult women go through it, and it's really confusing, and it just sounds terrifying, you know? Um, Another one is bugs, spiders, and just general filth. Another one is just the invasion of personal space and physical and, like, sexual assault. Um, Another fear, number six, is loved ones dying. Um, And number seven is this idea of, staying single and being alone forever and, and being abandoned. Apparently that's a really big fear. Um, and then the last one of course is shared by, uh, obviously universally by both men and women, is the fear of failure. So these, a lot of these fears are things that we are really concerned about. And so I, what I did was I, I looked at these and I went back and I looked at all the different scenes of the movie and I thought, a lot of these really play out throughout the movie. So in terms of not being popular or not being in the in crowd, you have the bog of eternal stench. I thought that was, you guys said it was like silly, you don't want your daughter to watch, but I thought it really represented like the fear of, you know, the idea of that was when you touch the bog of eternal stench, it's a stink that gets on you and you'll never, you will smell and stink forever and no one will ever be able to be around you. I thought if you're a 16 year old girl and you put yourself in those shoes, that's one of the most terrifying things. It doesn't matter if you get through this maze, you go home and no one will ever wanna be around you. You'll never have friends, you'll never be in social cliques because you just, you smell bad. That sounds like horrifying. The idea of obsessing over your, your physical appearance in the beginning, she calls herself a very beautiful young girl. You remember that when she's like talking about, oh, you know, I'm a very beautiful young girl and my stepmother's treating me so badly. So she kind of has an obsession with her appearance. And I thought like, if she were to lose that, or if that were threatened, that would be a, a huge fear of hers. Um, the fear of, of, of childbirth and pregnancy. She was just afraid to watch Toby. She didn't like that responsibility, and I think it scared her. She, you know, she thought, "Wow, maybe subconsciously one day I'll have to deal with this, and how hard is that? You know, a crying baby. You know, I won't have things handed to me." Um, the bug, spiders, Phil thing of just the whole movie just seemed dirty. Every, like, corridor she walked through there was something gross. One big thing was, like I said, the invasion of personal space. I thought, Rob, you're talking about when she was falling through that hole of, like uh, you know, that tunnel of just hands kind of, like, holding her in place. They, they kind of looked like when they held her in place and asked her if she wanted to go up or down, they were, like, not groping her. But I think in that situation, you don't want people touching you, you know, being in your space. That would be so uncomfortable and I think that that would be a scary thing and then of course the last one is failure the whole movie is about her overcoming failure so yeah just like as far as fears I thought it may not seem like a a, a horror movie but there are plenty of things to be to, to be scared about yeah
1: mm-hmm
2: like, by the way, am I totally off my fucking rocker? Like, because again, like, why don't you guys talk about your experience? Like, does, do you, does any of your experiences map onto what she was feeling throughout this movie?
3: I mean, yeah, like when you point some of that out, but it's like that's definitely like reading into the symbolism a lot, a lot. Like, English teacher level are reading into this symbolism, I think.
2: Yeah, again, I just did like a Google, like, I literally just did a Google search of, like, you know, this is stuff that, like, Cosmopolitan is telling me. So, like, what the fuck is <laughs>
0: Cosmopolitan? <do I> know?
3: <laughs> Greg was on cosmopolitan.com. <laughs> That's the problem.
0: You're in Cosmo? <laughs> wow. Mm hmm. Did, did it tell you how to land a man? Is that what it told you? Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I think these points are pretty accurate, but I. I just don't know. Like, honestly, Greg, this is, it's too smart for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like what you're saying makes sense and it's very well thought out, but I don't even think the movie realized it was doing those things. You know, I I think it was just her journey into like becoming a woman in general. And,
3: um, like, and then there are other points where you have to think about like, okay, the actor is just an actor. Like, they're just performing what's written for them. So who wrote it? Because a 16-year-old girl, or probably even a woman, didn't write it. No. Mm -hmm. So then she's, like, performing what some dude wrote for her. Shit. You always have to look at, like, the writer. Because that's one thing I found, like, going to Comic-Con all the time. You go to these panels... And everybody asks the writer, like, oh, why'd the character do this? Or why would the character do that? They don't know. They just perform. I mean, they do a little bit, like, try to get into it. But it's the writers. And so even when I read a book, when it, like, comes out, like, a certain perspective, I always want to know who the writer is. And, like, what what are they trying to say? So it'd be interesting to know more about, like, the writer of the movie. It's like, yes, you know, just – want to look back and then see, you know, was he trying to like show 16 year old girls are really resilient and, you know, more powerful than society saying they are right now? Um, You know, maybe he if if it
2: were like a, if it were a 16 year old boy, you know, I would be able to say, okay, well, does my experience track onto that? Or does it not and this is where I would disagree this is where I would like agree and then I would like ask Rob like okay well what do you think does that make sense like this is why in the fac- faculty I-, I felt very similar like I feel like a lot in-, in nowadays kids at least from my understanding they don't really have the same like social cliques that they used to back when we were in school like it's a little bit more homogenous now or people are separated they don't have like the stereotypical jock or the nerd so but I mean, like, going through it, you would probably have an idea of, like, well, okay, does this movie make sense based on my experience? So, like, I think a lot of people would be able to, to like, just guess on that. But I mean, I'm, Well, you, you I know. think
3: it wouldn't be our experience. It's a little bit harder because it's fantasy more than horror. So it's not like, oh, that's how I would react in that situation because it's even harder to imagine how you'd react, like, around goblins than it is, like, a horror, you know, stalker or something like that. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. And, but, and that's why I say that I have to think it's not written by a 16 year old girl. Cause yeah, we don't identify with her in, on every point mm-hmm. and likely because that's not how it was written. And, but that's also not how we're used to looking at movies. You're used to looking at movies of, oh, how do I identify with that character? Does it make sense or not? Cause most movies are written by males, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. did you did you guys you uh lindsay and Laura did you guys think it was a very stereotypical depiction of like a young girl
3: no i didn't no. I, I mean at first with the um the you know she' was kind of whiny and over dramatic mm. but it's like not of a real girl of what like an old guy thinks a young girl is oh
0: ah, okay okay did you guys like um not really like her journey overall as, as like a female. Do you think it was like a very empowering movie or it was just kind of whatever?
3: I mean, I think you take what you can get that there's a female protagonist at all is a good step and that she doesn't like shy away from things is a good step. It's not perfect, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, the
2: whole thing comes down to her parents. That's like, that's the thing is like, it just seemed like she was so distraught by that. You know, the whole reason David Bowie took the baby away to, you know, to take, to take, was to turn him into a goblin. And it was like, to me, all the little goblins were all the little things that she's like dumped into her, you know, her, her mind. There was literally, there are no females in this movie. It's just her and maybe the junk lady. There's no, the fact that the goblins didn't have a mother figure, it was just Jareth. I think that's her, her problem is like she's upset that she doesn't have a, You know, she probably, she feels like she was abandoned by her mom. Mm -hmm. That's like what, that's what the whole movie was about to me. Like that's all the goblins were just there with like this random dude that was watching over him and she probably felt abandoned. Like that's what the whole thing was to me. was like her dealing with her own brain. So yeah, I, I do agree with the fact that it's like much about her growing up out of her kind of adolescent nature. But I just thought like, you know, as far as horror movies are concerned, like as this yeah i'd imagine there's a lot to be scared about like if you guys put yourself in her situation your little brother was stolen by a friggin' goblin king like and you're going through that maze by yourself you don't know what's going on and you see those horrifying puppets like i just, i can't see how you wouldn't be just terrified by all that
3: Mm-hmm. Well, like if I it agree. was actually happening to me in real life, yes, I would be extremely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, this goes
2: back to what I was saying. Like a lot of the movies that I, I really project myself onto the characters. Like I, I feel that's what I do to try to understand their motives and, and where they're coming from. So I just I had imagined, like I don't know, I have no idea obviously what it's like to be a you know her in this movie. But um it's just especially watching it as a kid, it's just, it just it seemed terrifying in all those ways. So yeah.
3: watching it it as a kid I just remember being like oh that was a pretty dress and I like that (laughs) (laughs) stepping
1: back from this and like I don't know if you've listened to a lot Lindsay but Greg likes to look at what the director was trying to achieve every single movie and you saying I want to know what the writer I want to know who he was and like what he was thinking It's it's the same, but it's different. And I feel like you guys are very similar in that way. You're looking at these things, and I think that's so funny. Like I wish I honestly I want to watch all my movies with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it'd be very Mm -hmm. enlightening. I don't know. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm just in the background, like, hey guys, hey guys, is that creepy? No, okay, bye. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Well Rob says he's just here to fuck shit up.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true, that's true.
3: I know anybody walking by rob's car while he's wearing the outlet mask (laughs) is experiencing their own level of horror
0: tonight Mm -hmm. that's true i know i know
2: (laughs) oh by the way can i can i say one last thing about her friends
0: sure why not go for
2: it (laughs) i actually think that her friend so she has a very complicated relation with jareth right david bowie he's obviously very attractive he has all of like positive like traits right he's very confident he has power Right, and that's like your stereotypical thing, right? And I thought that you know the the purpose that her friends served her was that I thought that her friends actually provided some positive male traits. That I thought that if you're a if you're a young girl and you you know probably distrust men maybe um, and you don't know how to like navigate that space. I thought that these three characters provided some positive male traits. Like I, I thought that what Hoggle represented was, you know, he was pretty screwed up. He betrayed her a few times, which sucked, and that was messed up. But I, what I did like about him was that he was very transparent, you know, and he said, I have no pride with what I do, you know, um, and I thought he was honest. And every time, you know, he was not a great person, but he kept improving himself. You know, and I thought he, in the end, he became very loyal to her. So I thought that that's a very positive, like, you know, male trait that you can, that you can look for. Another one was Ludo. And what I thought Ludo represented was like the, um, he was kind of like the, the, like a male perhaps with power, but didn't use it to hurt people. He used it for like kindness and, and gentleness. Right. And I thought that's a powerful trait. Usually if you, if you have a a male who has power and who can do a lot of things, who's strong and big, you know, um, you have a lot of opportunity to really take advantage of that, whether it's like other guys or your position or with females. So I thought he he embodied like the positive male trait of having power, but not using it for bad, using it for good. And then the opposite, actually, Sir Didymus, was that little terrier creature you know on the on the dog he was the he was the exact opposite. he had no power, you know he was very scrawny, but he represented courage, like the guy that doesn 't have power doesn 't have strength, but is willing to do the right thing and put his all in every situation um, r- regardless so I thought those were some very positive traits that didn 't require romance that didn 't require you know her to be like in love with anybody that allowed her to like trust like the male presence you know in a, in time in her life when it's it's a very difficult um space to navigate so yeah mhm
0: yeah i was going to ask you guys though like one one quick question before we kind of like actually end end here um do you guys think the actual movie itself was like a real story or was it just kind of all in her head you know what i mean
1: uh i don't know like upon my watching it for the first time i did i definitely was like is she dreaming this is it Mm -hmm. in her head i I don't know no Hmm. yeah and i i don't think i care enough (laughs) like (laughs) i haven't thought about
3: it very deeply because i'm just like whatever i think it was interesting how they tried to like break the dream sequence and then get you back into it with the part where she's in the junkyard or whatever
0: because mm-hmm. so yeah. they
3: tried to make it like even more ambiguous whether it was a dream or not
2: mm-hmm.
3: so yeah i, I, I just thought yeah i thought the ending,
0: yeah, the thought ending was, all of a sudden she's yeah. like oh
3: it's over and you're like oh that could have been a dream but
1: then she sees them in the mirrors and that okay but then they're there but then very mm-hmm. the and they're all there partying in her bedroom so it's like yeah
0: That That looks weird. Yeah, the ending is what made me think. Why, like, when they're all partying in the room, I was like, "Oh, this seems like it's fake." Then, like, it's not. She's just like in her imagination, like partying, but you know, she's not. It's not real. But I I wasn't sure. That's why I wanted to see your guys' perspective on the ending.
2: I think it was all. It's all. It's all in her head. the The whole point of that is to say that you know, in order to grow up, you have to get rid of your, you know, move past your fantasies. You don't let them control you, but it's always going to be a part of you, you know. And that's why she had that. When we saw, God, it was Oh Lost Boys. I told you guys I randomly watched freaking Peter Pan, <laughs> the yeah. Disney version. There's a line at the end of that movie where the dad says something like, the dad is the most skeptical of Peter Pan. He's like, oh, make believe, get past it. You're growing up now. Yeah. Don't deal with the fairy tales. But then at the end, when she comes back, you know, he, he has a line, it's something like, God, it's been a while since I've like thought about that, or you know, I'd like to go back there. I like to. Do... So that's what this. That's what that was. This whole thing was in her head, and it was her way to overcome her being nervous about dealing with responsibility. She just wanted to be a princess. She wanted a, a, a prince to take her away and do all this crap, right? And she was afraid of having to deal, like, watch this kid. So by the end, you know, she was. It, it's like striking a happy medium. Honestly, it's like the faculty ending where you don't have to go in one extreme or the other. You can have both. Grow up, but keep your. You can keep your fantasies close to heart. You know, they're always going to have a special place for you. You just don't dwell on them. You know, that lady in the junkyard. It was so cool that she. That just to me represented materialism and uh, infatuation with all that. It was so funny. Like I remember, I was so scared as a kid watching that. She was like this old lady. It's like your worst nightmare, what you think a homeless woman on the street looks like. And she has more stuff than you could possibly imagine on her freaking back. And yet she's poor and ugly. So, yeah. Anyway, that was, uh, to me, I just thought that was like, you can keep your the, the things that are close to your heart, you you know, and, and still grow. Mm-hmm. How, how does that relate to the faculty?
1: <laughs> Why have we talked about the faculty so much? today okay well the
2: faculty was uh, i won't
0: even get in do you want me to get you know what I'm <laughs> not really no 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 no, okay, no i won't i won't just uh just go do some scat and go to bed yeah <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is that? yeah wow yeah anyway wow. This yeah is, this is, is this. me again
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, yeah let's uh, <laughs> yeah let's okay.
1: get I, I just have oh, one okay. final thought like, here uh-huh you know if this happened to us in real life, sure. But the main character, she is not scared once. She's not scared this whole movie. She's annoyed. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, bothered by it, but she is not scared. Yeah. So there you go. I I wrote, I wrote that
0: that in my notes of why isn't she scared? I feel like she should have been scared.
1: And it, It could have been the acting, but honestly, Mm -hmm. I think it was just the character. So, I mean, if she's not scared, I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. Why would I be scared Mm -hmm. if not only is David Bowie the most benign villain ever, and we have all these friendly puppets, and the main character is not even scared? She's like, Yeah, I got this.
0: Okay. Well, uh, well, I'm scared of Graves talking more, so let's get him the fuck out of here. All right. (laughs) All right, Graves. I'm digging you back up. See you later. Go back in your casket. All right, see you, Graves. Thanks for all your 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 your, your notes there. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg's back. Greg's back. He's he's uh, not as long-winded, but he still talks a lot. Um, so let's. Uh, I'm just gonna keep Lindsay here, So cause I, I feel like we're gonna get to the end of this, and I'm gonna need some more people that are gonna give this a higher rating. So I'm keeping Lindsay on. I'm doing. A, I'm just yep. gonna keep her in here, cause I think she's <laughs> gonna actually like this movie. So let's get to to the end here. Uh, So Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, audience score was 86%. Oh, dang. 86% for this, and the critic score is 71%. So very high ratings, very Killer Clowns-esque, like we talked about. Higher. Definitely higher, but way higher than you would think. You know, way higher than you would think. I don't know.
3: It's a classic.
0: That's what the the Killer Clowns thing, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, most of the people on the reviews for this definitely talk about, you know, the, uh, the, the, the actual practical effects, the set pieces, not, not a lot of people talk about the story, but, uh, you know, I think for the time, this is just so interesting of a movie. Um, we talked about before the, the you know what came out during that time Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Top Gun so it's hard for them to make money going up against that but over time this has just became like she said such a cult classic movie and something that you can kind of watch and enjoy, whether you're scared or not—that's a different story, I guess. Apparently, but uh, you actually can enjoy this movie, I think. Um, so, I mean, before we get to the end here, Laura, did anything grind your gears real fast before we get to it?
1: <laughs> actually, yes. Oh
0: my goodness, really? Okay, let me yeah. let me do your drop then. Let's do your <laughs> drop for this. Okay, here you go. Lindsay's
1: gonna be so confused. Richard <laughs> <laughs> Gear. Blink, 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 blink.
0: Okay. So what, uh, <laughs> what, uh, she listens, she knows she, <laughs> she, uh, she's, she's one of our U S listeners. Yeah. Um, so, so Laura, what, uh, what, what, uh, what was grinding your gears about this movie?
1: Again, this is going to be very short, but she kept saying this one line over and over again and it was really pissing me off. She kept going, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. And it pissed me off and it happened so often. And by the time I wrote it down in my notes, all of a sudden, I think it was David Bowie. I don't know which character was like, man, you say that a lot. Mm. And I just was like, thank you. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, she literally said that so many times. It was so annoying. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, That was it. just the, the repeating of the line
1: and her acting was terrible. Well, yeah, but, you know. I
0: mean, you know, she, she she did her best. She was she was young. She was a new new actress, you know.
1: That's not fair! Oh my god! I know.
0: I feel like you and Greg can kind of redo this movie shot for shot. Both of you guys. <laughs> That'd be pretty entertaining. All right, so let's uh, let's get to our final ratings then. Here, I definitely, like I said, I want to have Lindsay here to help my rating be a little bit higher overall uh, for this for this pick and not feel so bad. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's start with let's start with Greg on this one, Greg. So let's do one to five rating for this movie overall. Uh, how many peaches? How many peaches are you giving the movie? Four peaches. How many? Four. Four. Four peaches.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
2: Nope. Wow. Four peaches. Wow. I I will say like as a horror movie, it doesn't it doesn't warrant that. But as a movie, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, what are we here for?
2: <laughs> it's probably it's probably a, it's probably two on on, on the horror scale. I mean, two peaches. Oh my god! I think.
0: I think we're here to drink, so I don't know what that equals. But uh, yeah, let's give it. Let's let's do this then, Laura. Let's do two ratings then, okay, to make you happy. So give it a hor- give it a horror rating and then give it a movie okay. rating, okay? So Greg, you give it a four movie rating. What's your horror rating? Two and a half.
2: Two with some worms in it, like the movie.
1: <laughs> Gross.
0: Okay, uh, Laura, what are you? What are you giving? What are your two ratings? How many peaches?
1: For a horror movie, i give it a zero. <laughs> you can't
0: give it a zero. At least give it a pit. Come on.
1: No. Oh. For a horror movie, it's non-existent.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: Um for a movie movie, I'd give it like a peach in a pit.
0: A peach in a pit.
1: <laughs> and I and honestly, it's only because of Bowie.
0: It's only because Otherwise of Bowie. Otherwise I
1: mm-hmm. wouldn't i would not want anything to do with this movie it was very sleepy for me
0: okay so what about what about you Lindsay? what's your what's your two ratings how many peaches
3: uh for a horror movie i have to give it at least a two because honestly it was like a bit spooky especially as a kid and the atmosphere is spooky and the goblins are spooky and Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. i'm glad i kept you here yes (laughs) perfect perfect this is this totally paid off already yes Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and for overall movie probably a three and that contains like a lot of nostalgia for me because like I said I like wore out the VHS when I was a kid
0: oh wow wow
3: that definitely makes a difference mm-hmm.
0: yes. yeah for me I'm definitely as, as a horror movie as somebody that's creeped out by this movie I'm definitely I mean I'm not insane Laura I'm gonna give it a two I'm not gonna be crazy Um and as a movie itself too, I, I would say a two as well. It's a two movie. It's not a great movie. It's an interest, interesting, um, but to me, I only picked it because it was, it creeped me out as a kid and I wanted to see if it held up that creepy factor. And it did uh, at some points. There are definitely like I said, creepy scenes in this movie, but I can see how Laura likes hanging out with goblins and she's just thinks they're all cuddly, but whatever. Um, all right. So I think overall, I think we average out to probably like a three for this movie. So I think it's justified that I picked it. So I'm pretty, pretty happy right now. Um, I'll just mute Laura's mic for a bit. So she can't really chime in and tell me how bad it was. Um, so let's uh, so that's it for this episode. Um, you guys can definitely can email in and let me know how stupid I was to pick this as a horror movie. But just wait, there's a couple more on my list that are similar to this. So, you know, enjoy. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Oh, no, Rob, I love it. Keep it coming.
0: Yes, you can email us at ConjecturingPod, uh, you know, ConjecturingPod at Gmail or uh, Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod. Um, So now we can get to the reveal of next week's episode, which is going to be Laura's pick. So, Laura, what are you picking next week? Are there puppets? Nope. No? Okay. All right. Well, all right. What are you going to pick then?
1: Um, I am picking a movie from 2015 called The Invitation.
0: The invitation. Hmm. Has anybody seen this movie? Greg and, Lin- and Lindsay are making weird faces, so I don't
2: know what that means.
3: Well, Lindsay's excited because I know she wants to watch it. I've been wanting to watch this and been trying to get Greg I to watch like that's it. It's an me. invitation
2: for me to fucking Google this movie because I have never.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I've asked him to watch it with me like six times, he's never. All heard of I'll it. say,
1: I, I've seen it two times, and what I will say is, this is going to be the slowest burn, but mm-hmm. oh shit, man.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Mm hmm. All right, so so next week we'll be getting the invitation. We'll, we'll be watching the invitation to do it. Uh, so that'll be exciting. I have no, I have no idea what that's about, but knowing Laura, it's going to be fucked up. All right, so that's uh that's it for the week. Yeah, Doll, everybody listening. So always remember to subscribe, rate, review us wherever you're hearing your podcast from. Um, you know, let us know how we're doing. You can hit us up at email conjecturingpod at gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Um, this has been the Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura and Greg
3: and Lindsay, <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Good job, Lindsay. Good <laughs> My job. First yeah, until, <laughs> until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya.
3: Bye,
0: bye, bye, guys. You do Ludo you do Ludo
3: smell bad. <laughs> Ludo.
0: <laughs> all right Greg what about uh what about hoggle you do hoggle
2: oh hoggle oh those are my jewels it's not fair
0: <laughs> and what about what is his name sir didymus or what's his name yeah 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 didymus okay
2: yeah um yeah, yeah. he's like uh if you ever need us yes how about that how's that go
0: okay good i like it I like, this is a good sound bite it's a good sound right. bite it's okay there's nobody else right anybody else want to hear a voice a well
3: you need i need the jareth i mean the key oh. line uh, i need jared saying you remind me of the babe." Okay, yeah. good, Greg,
2: do your bowie again here we go you remind me of the babe <laughs> <laughs>
3: no that was terrible you did it way better all. God,
2: the time. that sounded like a leprechaun the <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>